When you're down in your luck, you're lost in the muck, and your team is running last, just grab a beer, sit down and cheer for the cause of the Void Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Cause of the Void Podcast. I'm Jimmy. Hello. It, you could say Adrian. Is a, that's Adrian. I am Adrian. You're Adrian. Well, and um, the foil. Yes, and today we'll mm. continue our conversation um, about comedy. It might be the last episode, but maybe not. I don't know. Get in, hold in there. Haven't um, these people suffered enough? Jimmy? <laughs> really. <laughs> and then, and then at the end of this, um, we're going to go into music and art and stuff like that. So, hang in there. Um, yeah. I guess. This is going to be like Game of Thrones where it's like, oh no, season one isn't that good. You got to get to, <laughs> yeah. you have to just watch through it up until the end. <laughs> when you hit season two and three, oh. <laughs> yeah. Like the Simpsons doesn't doesn't get good till like season four or five. Well, I would, you argue, could, you could I would argue, argue three. Some of the episodes like are three. But. Mm. Season three is when they had like, this is the chief. He doesn't talk, he doesn't speak. <laughs> Hi, Chief. Hello. That's, yeah, that's Michael, Michael Jackson episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, so it might, might take us... Well, that, that, they were, like, you know, 100 episodes in until they really hit, like, season five. They're good stuff, so... 100 episodes. It might take us 100 episodes, but we'll eventually get good. Yeah, but Simpsons went on for, like, 20 minutes an episode. We're doing, like, twice as long. Oh, I suppose. Oh, well. We'll, f- <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, anyway. Well, we don't have Conan O'Brien as a writer, so... Yeah, that's good. That's, good. that's a good point. So anyway, um, we're going to start off the conversation by um, kind of asking the question of what, well, kind of what makes good comedy, but the, the fact that comedy needs to be relatable to the audience. Like, co- good comedy can be written, right, but it needs to be laughed at by a lot of people for it to be classified as funny. Right, it can it can be a very funny thing that they've said, but if it's an inside joke and they're telling it, you know, in front of a hundred thousand people, then only a few people, a few of his friends might get it. That's an example of it. Um, what do you think, Adrian? I may actually disagree with you on this one, okay, my friend, because <laughs> I think a heavy majority of comedy is not the content, of, but how it is delivered. For example. My, my personal hero, Bill Hicks. Mm-hmm. I doubt you would much relate to his stories about taking drugs and getting incredibly high and discovering such. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we are all one in the universe, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. As he was famous for, yet you still found those funny, didn't you? You yeah, can appreciate yeah, yeah. them because of the way he's telling it. He is relatable as a person, okay. not in the experiences that he's giving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I think is important when it comes to relating comedy to an audience. Mm, mm. Okay, that's yeah, that's an interesting point. I guess I probably may have worded it differently. The, the way I'm thinking of it is, if I'm doing you know sound comedy, right? If I tell a joke that's really funny to a few people that only a few people will get, right? The majority of people just don't understand the joke then it might be really funny to those people, but overall, it's not a funny joke because a lot, like, most people don't find it funny. If you're joking, if you're making, like, a cricket joke to an yeah, audience of, that's right, fo- that's of right, football yeah. fans, yeah. but I guess I was talking more along the lines of comedy and general life experiences or okay. opinions even. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. when Carlin said we should just, you know, 
was it televise all the people who want to kill themselves mm. and like have them kill themselves on TV for ratings <laughs> and money? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, that's an, that's an interesting an interesting concept. Like Jim Jeffries, right? P- possibly mm-hmm. the arguably the um, most famous Australian comedian of all time. Although he might not be possibly contended by Carl Barron. Well, Carl Barron is obviously probably more popular. In Australia, but Jim Jeffries is more mm. popular worldwide. Carl Barron didn't really crack he, yet. He plays the drunk Australian that curses all the time. Yeah, exactly. He is yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So just like most of us. Yeah. So Jim Jeffries, his probably <laughs> his most famous bit is about um, the gun laws. Yeah. Right in America, how they're you know bullshit. Yeah. But. Fifty percent of Americans, and he and he said that in his comedy. Fifty percent of Americans won't agree with him. Exactly. Know? And. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's, hard, it's, 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 it's a hard, it's hard, it's a hard topic. You know what? It, what? Yeah. What? It, trying to get that medium of what's funny to the majority, but it might not be funny for a li- some people. I don't know. What do you well, think? Well, that's political. Mm. People won't find it funny because they disagree with the politics behind the statement. Mm-hmm. And naturally, I don't think Jim Jeffries cares too much about that, mm. as he shouldn't. Mm. But. That draws the line, I think, in my statement where comedy matters more about delivery than about politics, than about content when it comes to politics or religion. Mm-hmm. You're always going to offend or insult someone with that. It's unavoidable. People are pussies. Yeah. But, yeah. Good comedy also means not caring about that kind of response. Mm. Mm. Especially since these people are so fun to piss off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... that's Love it. That is Love a, it. That is a good point. Like... You can, you can say something very controversial, right? That a lot of people don't agree with. But if you say it in a way that is, it kind of has to be clear that you're joking. Yeah, that's that's yeah. The problem with like social media, it's hard to tell reading a tweet if someone's being serious or not. <laughs> well, it doesn't. Yeah, because there's uh, no tone in it. This is why I encourage we adopt um, a note from the Ethiopian language. Funnily <laughs> enough. It's called Amharic, and they have a punctuation mark to denote sarcasm. Really? Yeah. I think that'd be an awesome idea. That would be. That's. That is, I mean, because it, it is hard. Like, that's why I don't really like having lengthy conversations over social media, because, like, it's you, you can say your joke, or yeah. you can say what you need to say, but it's, like, there's no tone in it. Like, in, in terms like of, you can, like, just writing it out physically, yeah. you know, writing a message out. Like, there's emojis, but if you use emojis in a serious discussion, you kind of look like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I've, had, I've heard countless it's times like, where I've just, like, said something and they just interpret it dip- differently because, like, they don't understand that I'm joking. And I yeah. haven't, like, commu- the whole communication thing there. So, yeah, interesting, interesting concept. Um, and with, with like, with, with the whole thing that we've been talking about, I guess... The point needs to be raised that comedy is diff- is different to everyone. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it, it, comedy doesn't necessarily. It's in order for comedy to be good, it doesn't necessarily need to be um, funny from the majority of people, right? But it needs to be funny for some people. Like, where do you, where do you draw the line? Like, it, it, it can't be really funny for like three people in the audience, but. It can be funny for like half of the people. Uh, I don't and know. still be good comedy. And still be cool. Yeah, like what, how do you how do you draw the line between what is good comedy and what is bad comedy? Well, that is entirely subjective. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I, I don't rightfully know how to answer that question. Mm. I mean, 
you and I, we agree on most things when it comes to comedy, mm. but then, you, I mean, you like some comedians that I don't, and I like some that you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we picked up a random idiot on the street, he'd probably have very different opinions as well. Yeah. That's why there's so many different kinds of comedy, so everyone can find something that they like. Mm, mm. Unless you like Amy Schumer. <laughs> yeah. Then it's straight to the gulags with you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So I guess, yeah, people like different styles of comedy and people... Um, but as long as... As long as it, uh, an, an audience enjoys it, then I guess it, it, it can be considered good comedy. Of course. Yeah. There's always going to be a niche audience for certain types of comedy. Mm. Hmm. Very interesting. Well, well you got yeah. Like the, when we listed our favorites, you got Larry David, mm. who with Curb, Curb Your Enthusiasm, and even when he worked on Seinfeld, is the king of cringe comedy. Yeah, I would yeah, call yeah. it that. Yeah, I have a very hard time watching Larry David for too long. Really? Uh, yeah, too much is painful just because he's so cringy. He's like a master at what he does mm. with that. Then you have Sacha Baron Cohen, which is. Still embarrassing, but not cringy, because it's mm. embarrassing for the people that he's playing. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Like, or that he's fooling, rather, mm. when he's playing as Borat or Bruno. Mm. No, and, Bruno. People actually, <laughs> and people actually believe it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And Sam Campbell, he, he, he um, as I said in the previous podcast, he is so outrageous with his comedy, like so different to everyone else that people just don't know what to... A lot of people just don't know what to think. Like, I was dying of laughter, but, like, half of the crowd just didn't know, like, what the hell was going on. <laughs> they weren't laughing at all, so... But yet, he's probably, you know, one of the best comedians in Australia at the moment, so... Very interesting. Um, I'll have a question for you that I didn't get to ask you in the previous podcast. Fire away. Um, it, so, your top five favourite were George Carlin, Bill Hicks, Monty Python, Richard Pryor, and Eddie Murphy. Indeed. I noticed about a few good names there, but yeah, know. I noticed that all of all five of those um, peaked in either early, like from the early seventies to the early nineties. That's that's like it almost a, the, like the the latest comedian yeah, is almost like peaked almost thirty years ago. Like why why is that? It's a good question. Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of different factors. One. I don't think comedy ages, right? Or at least... Oh. Well, okay. Let me me rephrase. Let me rephrase that. Okay. Some comedy doesn't age. Yeah. It's still timeless, right? Like Mm -hmm. I said, the thing we discussed in the very first episode where people will no longer laugh out loud at watching Charlie Chaplin slip on a banana peel. Yeah. But we can still see the comedy behind it. But people are still in stitches with Monty Python. Yep. Right? And I think it's because... They all did something different. Mm-hmm. Monty Python, in particular, brought absurd comedy to the forefront you yeah. know, in British comedy and, by extension, the rest of the world. They just let anything fly, but there was always an underpinning logic behind it. Mm-hmm. They were still, even though they pretended to be idiots, they were still very intelligent yeah. in how they portrayed themselves as fools. That's the peak of British comedy. I think Stephen Fry said, mm-hmm. is the difference between American and British comedy. Americans, their comedic characters are like really smart, they're witty, you know, they have all the good one-liners. Mm-hmm. The British comedic hero is is a bit of an idiot, Yeah, right? Yeah. The world stomps him flat, he's very self-deprecating, yeah. and when he tries to, like, let's say, elevate his station, he always gets knocked back down. So mm. people like Blackadder, mm-hmm. the, the heroes of Monty Python, like Life of Brian, yeah. 
he ends up getting crucified at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So any yeah. Yeah, so it's doing something different. Again, uh-huh. like how Richard Pryor did, how he talked about um you know, he, he had a very rough life. Mm-hmm. He wasn't afraid to do that. Yeah. He had a very I don't want to say flamboyant, but very exaggerated stage presence. Mm-hmm. Right? He was like moving around, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. interacting with the audience just like Murphy. Yep. I think, yeah, and Hicks openly talked about using drugs and how he didn't think that drugs were that bad a thing. Yep. And Carlin just got up there and just insulted the audience the entire <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. You know, it was... So it's still relevant today. Yeah. My thinking is that all of these comedians were ahead of their time in comedy, right? Of course. Mm. But, and, but the, and they're still relevant today. Will there be a time in the future where they just become irrelevant? Not, I think, within... Mm, actually, now that I think of it... Because Lenny, Lenny Bruce, almost, I'm sure, was still almost funny. Definitely, and, yeah. Almost definitely at some point. I was going to say not within our lifetimes, but the human lifetime is pretty long. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, this is almost 30 years ago. Yeah. So... And we'll, pro- we'll probably, find it... Probably. Yeah. Like, I'll still find them funny. You'll still find them funny, but our kids you or... Have, yeah, you just got to accept that it, it changes, Yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, I doubt our parents really got around the stuff that we were into when we were young kids. Mm, you mm. know. Just like, oh God, I don't <laughs> Yeah. I'm 20 years old. I don't understand these kids nowadays already. <laughs> yeah. I've been a 60-year-old man since I was 13. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so com- comedy is still relevant today, some comedy, but then I guess Lenny I think- Bruce that isn't relevant today would be the equivalent of probably some like... Have you ever heard like the 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 blue the really simple blues players? Yeah. Like the um yeah. the, what's what's the I don't know like in the forties and the fifties and like so you're going it, all the way back to the thirties almost yeah, yeah. the 30, like that, that would be the equivalent like the, it's still people can still listen to it and be like oh that's pretty cool but and then you had like like the, it's not it's not anywhere near as good as some of the music evolved produced by today the, yeah. Yeah. So, is, would that I think, be the same? I think also the thing is that with comedy, comedians will always remember the the milestones, right? So mm. even though we don't laugh at Charlie Chaplin out loud and in yeah. stitches anymore, we still regard him as the beginning of modern comedy. Yeah. Right. He's he's a hero to all comedians, mm-hmm. whether or not. We will never, like, in our free time, think, "Oh, I'm in the mood to watch some black and white Charlie Chaplin." Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know? yeah. But everyone still respects him as a landmark mm. in the evolution of comedy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's how these men will also be remembered. Mm-hmm. In, Monty, yeah, in, Monty Python, children, Monty yeah. Python already yeah. are remembered as such. Yeah. You know, Carlin, Hicks, Pryor, Murphy, all of them are... are well, Murphy's still active. He's mostly does movies. You know, <laughs> yeah. Donkey, don't, he's, he's character Donkey in Shrek. Donkey! Yeah. He's, he's, it'll, be a, still, it'll be funny. Dr. Doolittle. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Doolittle was pretty... It was, it was, that wasn't a good movie. Yeah, I do not recommend it. Please don't watch it. Um, watch Shrek, though. Yeah. Another thing um, is fa- famous moments in comedy. Um, do you, so you, you gave... You particular... Kind of thought of it. Mm, particular skits or stand-up shows that just became so madly popular that they inspired other comedians. Mm, mm. Like a lot of modern comedians were inspired by Eddie Murphy with Raw and Delirious. Yep. Which are two incredible stand-up shows. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I imagine, as you mentioned, Jimmy, when Carlin was in the audience when Lenny Bruce was arrested. Yep. 
I'm sure that definitely kickstarted his. Yeah, absolutely. He was very inspired by what Lenny Bruce's. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of Lenny Bruce's stand-up shows were, um, you know, some of the most influential um, comedic pieces in history. Absolutely, and then. Monty Python's Holy Grail, Life of Brian, their movies. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Just take just the, absolute just piss out of things. Just, yeah, the Dead Parrot sketch. Yeah. That, no, that Dead Parrot cla- sketch. That, that is um, a classic. Yeah, I watched, yeah. I was watching like, it was, I, I was in, I was in France watching English TV um, <laughs> about a year and a half ago. A and they did like the, the best, that like kept the countdown of the best ever like moments in TV history and they actually won. The, the dead parrot, the dead parrot sketch. sketch. The greatest. It was according to that TV show, the greatest ever TV moment in history. And it's the French saying that they gave it to the English. Oh, oh no, it, it was, was in English. English it was. Oh, I was okay, watching it in right, France. Right. I don't know how it got. Under, yeah. Understood. <laughs> All right, my mistake. <laughs> yeah. I think it was an English TV show, so a bit biased, <laughs> but still, it was pretty funny. But well, even even the dead parrot sketch, like it, it's it's pretty funny, but it, it's. It's, it's a pretty. Bit... It's a little bit one-dimensional, would you say? Please explain. Um, I don't know. Per- well, personally, I don't like just blatant, blatant humor. Like, he, 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 the, watch this. So, if you want to watch it, pause so... pause the podcast and watch it on, on YouTube. But the guy comes in. Um, he bu- he buys a parrot, comes out, like comes back in, and says, "This parrot is dead." What like what the hell? It's like as hard as a just, brick, yeah. and he just whacks it on the <laughs> table. I mean, it's very, it's very funny, yeah. but, um. I don't know, it, like just him I mean, whacking the parrot that, on the table. It's very funny, but it's a little bit. But that isn't the only comedy in the sketch. No, it's also the increasing frustration as the owner is trying to explain. It's like it's not dead; it's just sleeping. And he like hangs oh, yeah. it upside down by his legs. It's rock hard. Yeah, maybe that's you just know? English comedy no, like, in general. How that you know, is, how it is. It's deceased. It has ceased to be, and it goes <laughs> yeah. on through. Like a hundred euphemisms for dying. He's like, it's not, it's pain. It's like, it's not pain and it's passed on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't know. It, it kind of reminded me of um, the two Ronnies, the one that you showed me. Um, they, they play. That's more subtle. It's like a play on the English, the, the working class English accent. Yeah. This is the Four Candles sketch, by the way. Two candles. Four candles. Four candles? It's Four Candles. Four Candles. Oh. Yeah. Four can four candles. Oh, by two asking, Ronnies. Yeah, by the Jeez, two Ronnies. I saw it once, I'm sorry. The sketch is called Four Candles. <laughs> yes. You know, it's like in one of those old school British hardware stores where you'd walk right up to the bar, like the bench, mm. and then the guy behind the thing, you'd just tell him what you want and he'd go fetch it from the back for you and bring it to the front. Yeah. Right? Not a lot of those left, but I think there's a couple. Uh, in in Britain at least. Oh, okay. But yeah, a guy asks for four candles and he gives him four candles. But mm. then he goes, no, four candles, handles for forks. <laughs> yeah. And it just it goes kinda, on and on and on like that. Like five minutes, I don't know. I kind of got But with different the things, yeah. Yeah. But again, it's about the delivery, how the Ronnie behind the bench gets increasingly frustrated and just gives him looks like, I can't believe this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is, that, is that sketch considered one of the best of all time. Like, I haven't within, even heard of it within, before you sh- showed it. Within Britain, it is. Oh, okay. And I am a huge fan of British comedy, oh, okay. more so than American comedy, even mm. though almost all my favourite comedians are American. Yeah. Uh, British comedy works better in groups or in skits or shows and yeah. such. Americans, yeah. I would say, are better at stand-up. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, that's kind of seen through um, 
like Monty Pi- Monty Python's Flying Circus. I think that was one of yeah. the best just skit shows. A random collection of skits with um, no connection whatsoever. Yeah, and that 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 really took off in in England. So it did. and even like all over the world. It yeah, did. and even yeah. Mr Bean is that kind of. Yeah, Mr Bean. Well, Mr. Yeah, Bean's obviously John, one of the best it was, English comedians. Yeah. Again, the comedic hero that just gets shat on by the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's not bright. He's not smart. <laughs> he's, yeah. Yeah, Mr. Bean. What a, what a, what a character. Um, it wasn't very long-lived, but have you heard of Faulty Towers? Of course. Yeah. John Cleese. Yeah. Yeah. Basil Faulty, he's, you know, he, he's not a very nice person. He's arrogant. <laughs> he doesn't pay his employees very well. Yeah. He's... He hates his customers. Well, I don't know if you call them customers. The, the guests at the hotel. Mm. You know, he's very rude to them. He's just an ass. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> and it works. Yeah. What would you say Australian comedy is? Cursing and drinking a lot. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Aussie comedy... I, I immediately think of the Big Les show. It is self-parodying in a way. Mm. Because... And I think it follows that from British comedy in a way. We like to laugh at ourselves, yep. but in a kind-hearted way. Yep. Right? We're not actually, you know, giving ourselves proper you know, insults and crap, but mm-hmm. we're sort of making fun of the excessive way that we handle ourselves with the drinking and the drug culture yeah. and the swearing and yeah, the yeah. casual racism. Yeah. And... We're making fun of what makes Australians Australians. That, sure, yeah. sure. There's the thing between parody and satire. Satire deserves to be made fun of. Parody doesn't deserve it, but you can laugh at it. It's sometimes a bit ridiculous mm. or, you know, mm. excessive. Mm. Like, easily the big show and they go, oh, yeah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyone yeah, who's ever heard funny. an Australian talk would be familiar with those terms of phrase. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely just making fun of the kind of bogan way of living. Yeah, but that, I mean, that's, that's intro, a lot of Australian comedy. It's not the, necessarily yeah. Australian comedy. I mean, though. Generally, the intro to the show is Les barging through the title screen and going, what the fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it doesn't get more Aussie than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, very, very good. That's oh, a YouTube series, by the way, if anyone hasn't heard the of it. The Big Les show. They released their final episode not too long ago. Yeah, right. Tumor Island 3. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was massive yeah. when we were in, like, year 10 and year 11. It still is pretty big but it's pretty much worked some some of the phrases have worked their way into our conversations with our friends yeah like it's just yeah, you, absolutely yeah such as you fucking drug <laughs> what, <are you> <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> you're going straight to fucking prison <laughs> yeah that's what Aussie comedy is yeah I mean it's brilliant but it's also refreshingly simple it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be you know like there's plays on words obviously but it doesn't have to be you know meticulously planned out. Aussies just like to laugh yeah. at ourselves, at anyone. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a thing. I can't describe Aussie comedy except the spirit of it. Mm-hmm. It's just having a good laugh at everyone and everything. Yeah. Because it should be laughed at. Would you say that Australian comedy is more offensive than American and English comedy? In terms of the liberal use of swearing, yes. Okay. In terms of targets... Probably, yeah, as well. Mm-hmm. I mean... There's it's hard a, to judge. There's, yeah, there's a large culture of casual racism in Australia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which has become a vibrant source of comedy. Yeah. You know, like yeah. mocking... Like Superwog. Oh, yeah, yeah, Superwog. They yeah. are wogs themselves. Yeah, uh, yeah. For 
anyone who doesn't know, a wog is a migrant to Australia, usually from the Mediterranean part of the world. So yeah. we're talking about. Greek. I'm pretty sure everyone who's yeah. listening this would know what it would be Australian, <laughs> but you know, for for the sake of you know. Generally. Yeah, no, yeah. Just in case we've got international listeners, which we definitely don't. Greeks, <laughs> Greeks, Italians, <laughs> Lebanese, yeah. Egyptians, those, those lot. Basically, anyone who eats pita bread. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Superwog make fun of their own excessive wog upbringings, which yeah. I can quite relate to. As a Latino, they're pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Excessive beatings from the parents. <laughs> you know, you go to a hotel, you just steal anything that has value. <laughs> <laughs> just like stuff your bag with all yeah. the little milks. <laughs> Making fun of Australians the... as well, they do. Like, Mate, what are you doing? <laughs> Trying to break open the coconut. Yeah, in the tree. <laughs> Steve Irwin died for <laughs> yeah. Don't disrespect the land here. <laughs> yeah. Actually, um, rest in peace, Steve Irwin, though. Yeah. Got to, got to mention block. that. We mentioned God. We have to praise his name. We do. We do. Steve Irwin. I believe he belongs on the $100 bill. Well, yeah, it's better than... Yeah. Who's on the $100 bill now? See, we don't even know. It's just random blokes. I don't know. You know what? I'm, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. As long as we're doing this... I'm going to have a look. Okay, Who's well, on the, on in the, the meantime, we'll... Um, Jamie, can, <laughs> Jamie, can you get that article up? <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the meantime, we'll kind of um, start our... The next thing we're going to talk about, which is the effect comedy has on society. What do you reckon, Adrian? The effect that comedy has on society, well, it depends on the comedy that we are talking about, of course. Oh, and before we start, I can say who's on the $100 note. Yep. Uh, the male on the reverse side is Sir John Monash. He was a general in World War One. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Fair enough. Basically, he, even though he was Australian, all the British generals who were technically in charge of all the Anzacs greatly respected his opinion. He was one of the best that they yeah. had. Yeah. And the lady is Dame Nellie Melba, who was an operatic soprano, a singer. Oh, okay. An opera singer. That nobody knows of the first, or cares about. The first... <laughs> The first Australian to effects. achieve international recognition as a classical musician. Okay. She took the surname Melba from Melbourne, her hometown. Oh. I think that automatically disqualifies her from being on the money, but... You know <laughs> yeah. What? I don't know. Get, get, spice it up a little bit. Nobody knows about yeah. this woman. Like, you know, she, I'm sure she did. I'm sure she was great. I'm sure she was great, but... Well, I was get, interested to... Get, lo- get bloody, um... Get, get bloody, uh... Sterwin? Steve Irwin? Steve Irwin, yeah. or... Um, yeah, you know, I was surprised to learn all Angus the, Young. All Australian money has a man and a woman on it. I thought it was just the lady on the tenor. Who was uh, she? Was a convict, Mary something, and then the Queen on the five. But the queen. every yeah, but every single Australian. Not even Australian. <laughs> yeah, but Commonwealth. <laughs> yeah, I know, but she's like she's, yeah, on she's not all, actually Australian. She's on all the bloody coins too. Yeah. You know, for some reason, my mum just burst into laughter. I found a coin from 1970-something. I was like, the queen looks so much younger, doesn't she? <laughs> I don't know why that was funny. But, <laughs> but as you were saying, sorry, I'm ranting. Com- yeah, effect comedy has in society. Um, you know probably more about it. I mean, not, the, a, not the, necessarily, but... It's a gadfly. It, like, I used that uh, analogy to describe how Socrates thought the gadfly that's constantly biting the horse to remind it, you know, to... Let's say keep it in check. Okay. Right? It pushes the limits of what we might consider acceptable. Yes. Especially in the sense like pointing out, hey, this is still a problem. Yep. Or 
things like that. Or, hey, maybe here's a problem that you might never have even thought was a problem. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. I mean, it, also, here's something stupid that you might believe in that you maybe never stopped to think might be a little bit silly. Mm, or, mm. Um, yeah, I think I was watching... I think it was I think it was Bill Hicks who said this um, that com- comedians they're the only um, true profession that like they just get paid to speak what they want what's on their mind like you could say politicians but even that's a little bit scripted he and, did say that before the age of the podcast though yeah oh sorry and podcast <laughs> of course yeah but uh, yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, so we don't I'm get paid just... for it, so it doesn't actually count as a professional True technically. Enough. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's it's very interesting that uh, comedians really are one of the only people that get, just get speak, just get paid to speak what's on their mind. And if you if you if you, if if you're listening to someone that just speaks what's on their mind, that and the amount of freedom that they have on stage yeah. or you know in on TV and in, in like in TV series and in wherever, wherever comedy is like they're just, they're just speaking their mind, which means that they raise topics and concepts that people may maybe haven't thought of and or haven't taken seriously until that moment. And because they do it in a way that is funny, people can laugh about it and say, Oh, you know, maybe I was being a little bit silly or maybe I haven't really thought about it this way. You know what I mean? That was definitely the intention of people like Hicks and Carlin when they made fun of religion mm. or the political climate. Yep. Usually, in particular, the war on terror mm-hmm. uh, in Iraq and Afghanistan. They were both very much against that. They were very against the war on drugs. Yeah. Which we now know has not worked at all. In fact, it's made the problem worse. <laughs> yeah. Especially with the disproportionate number of uh, Hispanic and black men always men as well, being arrested in the U.S. Mm-hmm. for drug offences. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they saw that at a time when everyone still thought this was the right way to go, that we're cleaning up our society, mm-hmm. you know, getting rid of the drugs. And yeah. It's like, no, you're not. Yeah. You're just, you're making it worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? and, and com- It's only a problem if you make it a problem. Yeah, yeah. And comedians, whether it be in stand-up or in, through, t- through TV series or you know, yeah. anything like that, they raise these topics, you know, they, they talk about these topics that are maybe hot topics in society or topics that maybe people haven't thought of and they just, they talk about it, you know what I mean? It's why I have, uh, I mean... I, I, think that's, I think that's necessary. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, late night talk shows or TV shows are almost dead. You well, know, not many people yeah, watch they TV. definitely are in Australia. They, yeah, they don't really watch TV so much anymore nowadays, you know, with stuff like Netflix and mm. stuff like that. However, I do have a lot of respect for John Oliver. I've noticed. He's a, he's a show host. It's not a talk show. It's like a sort of comedic news show. But he does even... His comedy is hit or miss sometimes, mm-hmm. and his politics is not quite as... Uh, let's say... He doesn't go quite so far in opposition to the status quo as I would like. Mm-hmm. Okay, he still plays within the boundaries of American politics, but he is merciless in his criticism of American politics within the boundaries that they set, admittedly, but that. But he also brings up issues that aren't usually brought up, like gerrymandering. Oh, know? I've heard of that, yeah. Yeah. You want to explain? It's basically <laughs> when, when the people in charge of the elections redraw the electorate boundaries so a minority vote can still win by the size of the county that they vote yeah. so that their party will win. Mm-hmm. 
It's a lot more complicated Changing than that. Changing boundaries, yeah, so. yeah. they change boundaries so that their party will win. Yeah. Right, so like within a, single, <laughs> within a single election, one house can switch between three different party Yeah, that doesn't lines. happen in Australia, does it? I don't think it does. Yeah. If it does, I haven't heard it ever being mentioned. No, if it yeah. does, it bloody well should be. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think it does. It's an mm-hmm. American issue like most political bullshit, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, so our next point is going to be the memes. <laughs> just the to, memes. To ra- memes. Just to round off this episode, we can't talk about comedy without touching down on basically the cornerstone of modern internet comedy. Mm. Memes. Modern comps. Yeah. <laughs> memes. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so basically, throughout... James, how would you define James. a meme? Uh... How would I define find a meme? Well, I don't know. Like, I, I think the definition of meme is very different to what people think it is. I'm going to... Wait, how about I get up the definition? All right. Well, you don't have to because I know it. Okay. You, you know it, so you can just say it. <laughs> All right. Meme comes from a word that was coined by a biologist called Richard Dawkins, and he referred... He took Biologist? From, yes. Yeah, I'll explain. He took it from something... It was, he took it from something called mimetic replication. Okay. So it's when something replicates but slightly different, like a cell, right? Mm. So he called anything that that multiplies by mimetic replication a meme. Mm. And then that became used to describe internet comedy. Yeah. And it's usually always templates, isn't mm-hmm. it? So, like, currently the one going around is girls' locker room, boys' locker room. <laughs> it's the same template, but it's a different one every single time yeah. so it's a meme that's where it comes from mm-hmm. by the way this probably will be released in a few weeks when boys locker room girls locker room is dead so yeah <laughs> well, actually, yeah good good thing to announce that but at the time of recording that's what's going around right now <laughs> okay but that's an interesting that in itself is interesting that memes die very quickly. <laughs> yes. Yes, just like actual biological memes. Yeah. Okay. It's an appropriate name for it, I think. Mm. It's an interesting origin. Yeah. However, so now that we know what a meme is, yep. it's it's almost always a template. So mm-hmm. there's like you know how they've changed. Yeah. They die within a week, wow. days sometimes. Well, depends they who you are. Like, it's it, like, the normies, the people that think that they're into memes, but they're just like... So is this like you catching up to memes months late? Pretty much, man, yeah. yeah. So I think memes... I still my don't... definition, like, memes go for longer yeah. than I think that they actually go for. So I'm I'm saying, oh, yeah, get a load of this. And then and they're just like, what, what the hell, man? Like, that, that, was, that was dead ages ago. It was like a year after it had died that you were telling us to grab our coats and go on patrol. <laughs> and doing the sponge, caveman Spongebob. Yeah, I did that out of irony, though. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Did, did you really, though? No. Did you really? <laughs> I think Jimmy has achieved the status of a living meme just because he is so far behind on the memes. <laughs> yeah. The thing is... Again, similar to actual biological memes, internet memes die really quickly. Yeah. And then they're immediately replaced by something else. Mm-hmm. However, it seems is that, to be... Is, a that ch- a, is that a reflection of um, how young people in society today 
they their their attention span might be very brief. Is that is possibly? That... But I would also say that if a template succeeds. Yep. It is immediately overused because there's thousands oh, of yeah, meme true. pages on Facebook and Instagram and yeah. Twitter and such, and it just dies quickly because then it's all that's coming through. Yeah. So I wouldn't say it's a short attention span as much as it is just oversaturation of a, mm, of the a same joke. joke. Yes. It's not even it's it's, it's because, one joke because it is a template. Yeah. Right. The joke is the same. It's the punchline that's usually different. different. Usually in the form of a picture. Yeah. Like. Like the or a video, like the locker room one that is popular at the time of recording. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that and, and that's say that. but it's gotten worse. Okay, <laughs> I wouldn't say worse. Let's say so. Memes in the mid two thousands. It was a template like bad luck um, Brian. <laughs> bad luck Brian. Yes, there's that 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 that, that um, overly attached that little baby that like seeks revenge. Like <laughs> oh no no like he's happy that he's destroyed the sandcastle or something. Oh you know? okay yeah, right. The overly attached girlfriend. Oh, okay, but then that... you know, scumbag Steve. I I remember this. This was how I discovered memes. <laughs> yeah. And now it's now like, they've just added so many layers now, of irony. Now it's like a deep fried photo of a gorilla, <laughs> and it's like. Me on my way to get Kume's circumcision. Or something. <laughs> yeah, and, the, and 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 what I've noticed about me, yeah, okay, <laughs> it's pretty. I still can't believe get Kume's circumcision was such. a... Do you know that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, you know, my 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 dad, right? He was on the bus to work. He was on the bus to work, and and he um he he was on his phone and and he had he got sent like over airdrop. An invitation to Gekume's um, circumcision <laughs> party, <Jeff> and <laughs> and he didn't even know who Gekume was. He was like, "Yeah, that's funny." He's <laughs> like, "Yeah, this guy he came to me. This guy sent me a." And I was like, "Yeah, that's that's XXX to Tentacian's uh, like son that he, yep. you know, he died before you he see, was born." And another meme. Another meme is like there are two kinds of X fans, and then it's like the YouTube comments on his song "Sad," yeah. and one of them is like. Mom, why do the best people die? It's like when you're in a flower, when you're in a garden, which flowers do you pick? The most beautiful ones. And then a second comment was on my way to get you my circumcision. There's like one on top of the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and that, there are X. Yeah. That, that, like Poor that's boy. his legacy. Poor boy, when he grows up and finds all these comments about his circumcision. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, I'm not even circumcised. <laughs> yeah. But, it would uh, be funnier if he was. Yeah, probably but, would be, yeah. But an yeah, interesting so thing about that is, is that people... You would... What? Yeah, sorry. sorry, I mean, I'm, I'm interrupting you. Yeah, you yeah. go on. I mean, you might say it's degenerated a little bit from Bad Luck Brian, which is yeah. it's somewhat wholesome. Yeah. You know, in a way. Like but it's no, the same joke that went on for years. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, true. That's why they're no, that's why they're no longer around. Yeah. But, yeah, but um, and now the jokes die within weeks instead of years. Yeah, and also the people that there are levels of like memes, like the yes. the, the people that are right into it, they only find things funny if there's layers upon layers yeah. of irony to the point that it's absolutely absurd. Yeah, to the point right. it's people people that don't that have no context going into the right. joke, they don't understand what the hell is going on. 
which which isn't seen in other forms of comedy. Like if you go to a stand up comedy show or if you go watch a, a comedy on Netflix, sure that if you're in season three, you might have a few inside jokes that you've missed. That if you if you just watch it, you know, straight away, yeah. but you can still understand it. You know what I mean? If you if you just go online to these crazy meme pages that have like billions of layers of irony, you're never gonna understand the joke unless you've gone mm-hmm. through it. I think the you know peak I mean? of the ex- of the point you're trying to make, Jimmy. The peak of that is uh, we have a mutual friend. I don't know. Whether, <laughs> I don't know whether to name drop him or not. No, that's what it you know. Just we have a mutual friend who told me once that he has been so ruined by ironic memes that he saw a picture of a lettuce and just started laughing. <laughs> a picture of a fucking lettuce. <laughs> oh God. And that's what that's what yeah. it's become. That's that's, that's twenty nineteen. <laughs> that's that's comedy in twenty nineteen. Lettuce. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. I can't believe it in a way, but not really. I like I think in a way it's somewhat rebelling against the standards of what we're meant to find funny. Yep. But then at the same time it's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so stupid. <laughs> I mean memes are literally meaningless. There is no point to a meme. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. A good meme at least. Yeah. But uh, well, some memes obviously do have up. messages, but um, mainly not. But it's still it's the mainstay of internet comedy now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely the mainstay of comedy among younger people like ourselves and younger than us. <laughs> yeah. Even. Mm-hmm. So it bears the question: Does good comedy have to have a message? Does it need to have a point? Uh, no, absolutely not. It doesn't need to have a point. Um, so one of my favorite comedy. comedians, Sam Campbell, just. He was just talking about bullshit the whole time. Like it didn't make it didn't make Absolutely. like unless he had um, uh, uh, um, unless he presented in, in the way that he did present it with you know like he was quite brash and you know quite um, uh, I don't know just just the way that he presented unless in in his tone of voice if reading if you wrote if you read that just on a piece of paper it would have no meaning at all it wouldn't be funny at all but because he presented in that way so that kind of is an example of of how comedy does not need to have a message sure yep yeah however however there are a lot of com- there are a lot of okay. comedians that obviously do have very strong messages and, and their comedy is better for it well not necessarily uh, okay, well, yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily better, but it is... I mean, a lot of the ones, the comedians that we listed wouldn't be the same if they didn't have yeah. a message or a point. Like, even, Absolutely, yeah. even Sacha Baron Cohen had a point yeah. to bore at. Yeah, of course. To yeah. point out how uneducated people are about, you know, let's say a fairly obscure country, mm. Kazakhstan. Mm. Yep. He did not have anything properly yeah. based yeah. on proper Kazakhstani culture. Mm. But they believed it. Yeah. Because he sold it so well. Yeah. Or when he had a bar full of Americans sing Throw the Jew Down the Well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's to bring to light that kind of thing. Yeah. And that's how we, that's how we can progress as people. With, of course. With good comedy with, with a good message. If there's good comedy with a good message, then people can understand it and possibly and, you know, grow, as, grow as people. And I think, that is, I think that is a necessary part of humanity. What do you think? I agree. I would say, though, that while comedy doesn't have to have a message and not every comedian has to have a message to be a great comedian, there should always be some. Yes. 
Always. Preferably they're up at the forefront. Yeah, and that's... But it's okay even if they're on the fringes, just a niche audience. Yeah. They have to be poking the, the ribs of society yeah. in, a, and that's, in a way to yeah. keep pointing out our own inadequacies mm-hmm. to us so mm-hmm. that we can change them mm. and we can laugh at them while we're doing that. Yeah, absolutely. It yeah. should always be a Hicks or a Carlin, Yeah. even while we do have the Seinfelds and the Brian Regans yeah. who are funny and hilarious, but they're, they're just a comedy for everyone, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think that's similar to what our pre- previous point in that then does also need to be comedians that push the boundaries in comedy. So there needs to be some comedians that push the boundaries in comedy and some comedians that have messages. And I think that's how we can grow as people. What do you think, Adrian? I, I pretty much agree with you on that one, man. Yeah. Like, for every Carlin or Hicks, there has to be an uh, It's That Boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just meaningless yeah. brain dead comedy or a lucky luciano yeah that that's the had to do it to him guy yeah by the way. you can just switch off your brain and be like you know, yeah that's just funny you know exactly. it doesn't that need to have a message but it's just funny. exactly but there should always be someone there to switch your brain back on and yeah. still have a laugh yeah absolutely yeah i think that's a good that's a good ending i think that's a good ending yeah. to our comedy topic um yeah so there was much rejoicing yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah next next Monty po- python by the way that was <laughs> <laughs> so ne- next podcasts we're gonna do you know a few on music and art and film and all that kind of arty kind of stuff and then we'll go into you know religion and the universe and the future and stuff like that politics <laughs> well <yeah. laughs> that'll be funny uh australian general election coming up soon it's probably already happened. It's on sat- Saturday. It's At the what? time of recording. <laughs> Come on. Man. <laughs> I already know who was one. Anyway, that's it from us, guys. Thank you very much. Hope you, have, hope you had a good listen. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs>